Hello and welcome to Bible Brothers, the podcast where we read the Bible from front to back, and that's all we do. My name is Robert Padnick. With me, as always, is Dan Klein. Hello, Dan. Hi, Robert. Thanks for having me back. Uh, uh you're welcome. Great. You're welcome. <laughs> Done. Let's, let's see how this one goes. Okay. Um, and we're not alone again. And it's not just God. And it's not God. It's not Jesus. And it's not Cooper Peltz, our editor, who watches over us but doesn't speak. It's Chris Gethard, comedian. Oh, wait, I should have done this the other way around. Crap. Okay, whatever. It's leave okay. it in. It, leave it that way. <laughs> I think Just it's on it. brand for me to immediately doubt your confidence and leave <laughs> this it This is in. good. This is going to help us. Yeah. yeah. Writer, comedian, all around great guy. Thanks. I guess I should have asked what I, well, I actually just watched uh, the doc, the, the uh, little HBO Max documentary you were in about Action Park, which I, I, I rather enjoyed. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, those guys just asked me to do an interview. And I, I tell you, I've been kind of shocked and amazed at how many people watched that thing. My manager was furious at me. He was what, like, what do you mean? Because he was like, did they pay you for that? I was like, no. He was like, you got to tell me when you're doing stuff. I was like, I thought it was some, I didn't think anybody was ever going to actually buy a documentary about Action Park. I didn't know. Yeah, you were just doing it as a as a buddy. Well, it was just weird. I, I, it, it, I happened to have seen it recently and liked it, which is why I led with that. But it is a little weird to say, like, that's the thing. That's your thing. It's like saying, like, guest on Bible Brothers, Chris Gethard. It's, right. it, you know, <laughs> that's what he's most known for. Listen, though, it was I've had a I've had a slow couple of years. So I was ha- I was happy to just have people saying they enjoyed a thing I was in. That was nice. Hey, just be in the game. Join the, join the team. I have I was in an episode of that show Search Party um, that's coming out this week and i'm dying for it to come out because nothing's going on otherwise right (laughs) Right. so this is this means a whole lot to me right now but i i actually it's funny though because i take a deep breath and especially hearing you say that dan because i'm like probably the time when we were closest Mm -hmm. was when you still lived in new york and i was on public access tv and you were reviewing fruit so yes but those were artistically very exciting times but it's also like me being like, oh, I was in an HBO documentary, and you're like, oh, I booked a part on Search Party. Oh, there's nothing. I'm like, okay, there's, perspective yeah, that's, is... Yeah, that's true. At a certain <laughs> yeah. point, it may have ma- meant uh, a lot more. At least you're not holding up Kiwis on public access television anymore. <laughs> that's know? true. I, I did it on YouTube instead. I didn't know that's that. True. Jeez, it's true. Yes, yes, I was on Chris's um, public access show. Man, link to it in the show notes much? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's just get right to it. Like, for one, I, I want everyone involved to know that Chris Gethard is here for a very specific reason. And I thought of you, Chris, when the Bible really hit a hard lull, like torture. It's, it's, it it feels like we've gotten to the point where it's like self-torture. And I was like, I think I know someone that could handle this. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it was about a few weeks ago, I think Robert and I were really experiencing a fear that we might not be able to make it through the Bible because it was so boring. So I think we've been working through that. We talked to our listeners and, I will say they've they've said Robert and this was reassuring to me the episodes have been coming out more entertaining at least than we than our concerns. That's good. Yeah, I, I think we're still I'm not up as concerned as you are. I mean, I, I was think devastated. You're at, a, you're at a ten. Yeah, may, and again, maybe that's because in my mind there's not much going on. Right. Yeah. So it's all or nothing. This it's is all or nothing. This is it. This I is our need, meal ticket. I need Bible Brothers to be it for me. Yeah. This has to come through. Well, you're got, you guys are saying it's boring, but you know, I I'm I grew up Catholic, so I've really only experienced the New Testament. So I'm excited so to this see might some be of something... the Old Testament. Well, I get the sense that like the New Testament compared to the Old Testament, the New Testament is almost like a comic book about a superhero named Jesus. Right. It seems like just much more entertaining. It seems like someone read the Old Testament and had the same feelings we're having. Yeah, that they were like, there's a res- the New Testament is almost like a response that it's like, okay, there's a lot of mistakes here. One of them being God just sort of talking about what he thinks would be some good rules to lay down. And it's like, not a lot of people want to read that. All right. I'm, I'm psyched. I'm good. good nice. Good. And because and you're psyched, I'm psyched. And I'm psyched as well, I should mention. Well, before we dive into these riveting chapters, uh, we should welcome a couple new members to the God Squad. Oh, great. Yes. Um, Ring that so bell. Let's please welcome Malchus. How about that name? Malchus. Malchus. Bring what it back. What a name. Yeah. Malchus in the Mizzle. Malchus in the Mizzle coming into the God Squizzle. And uh, let's also welcome Jezebel. Jezebel. Very cool. That's also some, t- some interesting things coming in. Isn't that a biblical in. thing? We're Jezebel, right? Well, we have to give an ultra special shout out because for this month, 
and this month only, there is a new Mr. Moneybags. Bridget, who was a former Mr. Moneybags. Oh, yeah, Bridget. She's getting her top hat back. She's getting some of that caviar off the floor because she is donating this month, this month only, special for us, $77.77. As oh a my gosh! Extremely generous offering. Ring a ding ding. A ring a ding ding, and a um, <laughs> hilarious uh, reference and then to some Lamech, to right? Lamech, our friend our Lamech. Bible character. Thank you, Bridget. That's very wow. Super super nice, Bridget. So we really appreciate that. Bridget also, I think, tried to get a free soda at Subway, which we told our listeners they could try to do if we got a sponsorship with Subway. That hasn't come through yet, but. Maybe if people keep trying it. I did write to Chartable where we see the charts where we're currently standing at number 18 on the religious charts. Oh, that's where we were last time. Yeah, and I wrote to Chartable to ask them how they measure their rankings, and it was a little bit unclear. I also (laughs) asked them if they'd want to sponsor us, and they said no. Good. I wrote to CrossFit to see if they would take our idea that when people throw up medicine balls that they would make references to the Bible because the way they have to wave. Oh, yeah. yeah they have to heave yes. sacrifices up to God. So we thought maybe Much like a be... medicine ball. Wait, and you did email CrossFit? I did email CrossFit and suggested that and asked if they'd want to sponsor us. I haven't heard back yet. Okay. Well, that seems promising. Have you thought about boar's head? Oh, that's a great the idea. The meat? I, write that I feel like there's yeah, so meat. much animal sacrifice in the Bible. Boar's head, yeah. I would love to be sponsored by boar's head. Get some free deli meats. Yes, and people, hopefully our fans could just walk into delis and get a slice Mm. and say Bible Brothers. Use the code Bible Brothers. Use the code Bible Brothers for one um, salami. (laughs) A nice nice summer sausage or a a slice of uh, Black Forest ham. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's what we're hoping for. They have to alert every deli in America. (laughs) It's it's like (laughs) independent delis. It's not even like... (laughs) And don't worry, we'll get it back. If it's not Boar's Head, they still have to give you the ham and we'll... We'll pay it back. We'll pay it back. It'll work out. It's It's going to work out. And our deal with Subway is you could walk in and just grab a cup and get yourself a soda. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Free soda. Get a free soda and say Bible Brothers (laughs) to somebody. You don't have to say Bible Brothers to somebody that works there as long as somebody knows it should should work. Uh, Let's get into it. Let's read this Bible. I'm jonesing for some Bible. Where are we? Oh, yes. Okay. So we just learned how to make um, perfume, incense, perfume. God has has a a very special perfume. God has a special perfume that only he can wear. One of the ingredients is mollusk. Mollusk musk. Musk of mollusk. Um, Which we said we'll do on a um, special episode. We'll make some of that illegally because you're not supposed to unless you're a priest. But we're going to whip it up. Yeah, we're going to (laughs) whip it up and see what it smells like. And so, yeah. So that's the last thing we heard from God. Great. Here we go. We're in Exodus. Chapter 31, and it goes. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship, to devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in cutting of stones, to set them, and in carving of timber, to work in all manner of workmanship. In my version, he's starting to come off like a little bit like a carnival barker. He is skilled in cutting and setting gemstones and carving wood. Yes, he is a master of every craft. So who are Have they talking about? Have we met this guy before? No. Bezalel, Bezalel no. is new, but her... We've seen... Her is friends with Moses. Is friends with Moses and helped lift his hand in a pivotal battle. Yes. And that's Bezalel's grandfather, it looks like. Yes. So Bezalel's yeah. a new guy. We skipped ahead a couple generations, and he's going to start making some stuff, maybe. And I, behold, I have given with him Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan. Ooh. Hey, Dan. Nice. Score one for Dan. Yeah. And in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom, that they may make all that I have commanded thee, the tabernacle of the congregation, and the ark of the testimony, and the mercy seat that is there upon, and all the furniture of the tabernacle, and the table and his furniture, and the pure candlestick with all his furniture, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering for all his furniture, and the laver and his foot, and and the cloths of service, and the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments of his sons to minister in the priest's office, and the anointing oil, and sweet incense for the holy place, according to all that I have commanded thee shall they do. So he he basically could have told all that stuff to those guys, like how to build everything, right? That's what he's saying. These guys are going to build that stuff? To Bezalel. Bezalel. Bezalel's going to do it. 
He's going to do it. Is that why they said, fur- they keep saying furniture. They said furniture. You said furniture at least four times. Yeah, the, and they hadn't mentioned furniture. I don't furniture. think they've ever said furniture. Yeah, furniture is like a new thing that God suddenly remembered like, oh, there needs to be like chairs and. Yeah, do the interior de- decorating also. Yeah, this is a, this is an all new idea that God all of a sudden is uh, obsessed with chairs. There hasn't been a chair mentioned, I don't think, in the entire Bible. No, chairs might be new. So when you say also add furniture, that must really freak them out because they don't know what you're talking about. They're like we've never sat down before. What's furniture? But God is is into it. Bezalel coming in with some some new stuff. Oh wow, this chapter is mighty short. That's exciting. I almost want to just sit in it. I I, I find myself. I just heard myself let out a deep sigh, and I feel myself taking deep breaths. And I will tell you that I'm not a religious person, but I was raised Catholic. And I went to Sunday school from about kindergarten through eighth grade. And this is bringing back memories that I don't even, I didn't even remember of of how I have always, from day one, found the Bible to be. You could say it. Just woefully confusing. Yeah. And so I this don't... is bringing you back in that, whatever that feeling it's... was, it's not even like a specific memory, just a feeling. This is making me feel like fourth grade crawling <laughs> oh, out of my skin, wanting to be over. I went to Our Lady of Lord's yeah. Church in West Orange, New Jersey. We always, every kid in the neighborhood used to try to figure out which service it was Father Quinlan doing because he was like a million years old and his service went about 15 minutes. And you always wanted to go to his to get it over with. Mm. Father Hansen was later outed as a pedophile. This is Ooh. a thing in my neighborhood. Like this, this is like just like I don't know why I threw that in. That that wasn't no, it necessarily. Stems from this. On no, the I point. mean it certainly it adds to the sense of panic that you might be feeling. <laughs> but as as, as I'm, I, you can hear me, I'm like getting I'm getting yeah. angry. You need a I'm breath. Getting angry that I'm doing this, and that's nothing against you mm-hmm. guys. It's just bringing no, back understand. an entire childhood of mm-hmm. feeling like my time was being wasted. Mm. Right, it's like tra- it's traumatic for you, and now it's it's happening again. It was like an eight or nine year slow burn trauma of just why is this so long? And mm-hmm. you and you guys have been doing the you guys are doing the whole thing, and I've been here for like honestly five minutes. <laughs> yeah, one I of the feel, shorter chapters, and I want out. Yeah, and I can I, say, yeah. I can say this is I, I, this is the angriest I've ever seen. You. <laughs> yeah, you got You and I have known each other for years. Yeah, yeah, the, and I could feel the like simmering rage, right? <laughs> Like I could very soon I could see a fist slamming down on the table. Well, you know, we we brought you we thought you'd be a good guest because you could um, just find the silver lining of these boring chapters. But in another way, you've gone a pendulum swing in the opposite direction. And you might be entertaining because you're so um, upset and miserable and there's nothing good about, you know, and just your despair could be fun yeah, for others. Help. Yeah. Well, when when like Dan, when you texted me, I was like, oh, that sounds super funny. And now I'm sitting here going. I, my whole childhood felt forced into participating in religion and uh, I was, you get confirmed, I think in eighth grade in the Catholic church. And I instantly became the person who only went to church on Christmas and Easter and Mm -hmm. many, many years ago stopped even that. Like I haven't stepped foot in a church outside of a funeral in years. And and it's making, it's making me remember that that was for a reason. And this is one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons. Yeah, I have the same thing for uh, Judaism. My Sunday school experience was very boring, and I felt captive. And I left as soon as humanly, right, basically right after my bar mitzvah, and I never looked back. I attended a number of bar mitzvahs, and I always felt really awful for my friends during the service, and then so jealous of them during the party. Sure. I'm 40 years old. I think bar mitzvahs are still, I think, Brad Doches bar mitzvah might still be the best party I've ever been to in my entire life. Wow, was there a theme? Well, now I yeah, now I'm kind of curious about Brad's. Yeah, well, what, what, what kind of party are we talking? Was it he like a dance ice... party or like a? Oh, fun? there was always dancing and DJs. Steve Feynman he gave away a lot of inflatable toys, and I really, I look back and realize you know like middle school and high school you start to realize who the losers are. Mm-hmm. And I realized I was taking home, like he was giving away like inflatable guitars and inflate. I remember these giant inflatable feet that you could wear. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those are fun. Yeah. But I, I kept them. I took, I gathered them up and took them all home. And then on the way out, realized no other kids had done that. Yeah. It's oh, not like right. that kind Cause they're of... like, we don't need to take it up. Yeah. yeah just like... let these be fun party gags. And then I, I took two of the, I'm just remembering this. I took two inflatable, the two inflatable feet and put them on and with no one else present, I tried to walk on the surface of my above ground pool in my backyard. Oh, that's fun. And, well, I almost drowned. Yeah, I that's... instantly flipped backwards and almost drowned. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then Brad Dochev's party, Brad had an ice sculpture of himself dunking a basketball. 
So that was awesome. I would still, I would pay for that now. Uh, like a craftsman, a, um, what's this guy's name? A Bezalel. Yeah. A modern day Bezalel made him dunking a basketball in ice with a chainsaw. Like you can't really, those things are like not easy to make. No, 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 no. You got to make that day of, you're making that morning of. Pressure's morning out. of a man with a chainsaw and a huge block of ice yeah. carved a child dunking a basketball. This guy sounds awesome. And last question is, what is, do you know what Brad's doing now? And is he still awesome? He, <laughs> I love that you asked that. I did stand up in Vermont about two years ago and he reached out and said he would like to come to the show. I hadn't, I hadn't spoke, I hadn't heard from him since like maybe freshman year of college. And it turns out he is not the mayor of a small New England town, but only because the town's so small it doesn't have a mayor. He's like the equivalent of a mayor of a town in New oh, England. Oh, like the deputy mayor. Or like the like, al- alderman or something. Like, it's like the, one of those towns where they give like the dog the mayor job, but yeah. instead they gave it to a person in this Like Airbud. Yeah. Yeah. It's Airbud, and then he works under Airbud. <laughs> well, that's very gotcha. exciting. That'd wow. Really cool. So he is kind of still cool crushing it. i mean people crushing. everyone in this town thinks he's cool he's not wasting his time reading the bible on a movies podcast, like so. to tell you that fortunes change and that cool people get have bad lives and dorky people have good lives but i've found that the same traits that you have very young you just maintain and if you're cool then you're pretty cool as an adult. Yeah, it's like ingrained pretty early on. Chris, having a young child, maybe you can see that. Yeah, I think my son is going to be cooler and more athletic than I am. Oh, wow, that's thrilling. That rocks. Yeah. Congrats. I feel like I've actively, within minutes... Um, Stop the podcast. I actively tried to dodge participating. Yeah, yeah, we've done yeah. that. We've, we've been there too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how I came up with ideas to start writing letters to companies. Because <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah. I didn't want to read the Bible. Yeah, he, yeah. I, yeah. He's, I was like, that's a good idea. And he's like, yeah, I want to do it during the podcast. I said, no, you have to do it outside of podcast hours. We're reading the Bible. Well, Chris, mm-hmm. if there's any points where you want to like mute us or just take a walk, feel free. I might. Yeah. I might. Yeah, this is your time. Yeah, um, th- yeah that's well, true. It's your time. They don't always you know, say that to you on a podcast that you've been asked to do. That this is your time and you can this also is do if you want. Feel feel free to do as you wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead and like maybe take care of a couple of errands or something and then just try to be back in like 30 minutes or so. Yeah, cool. For, for goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think so this is about somewhere. to get really interesting because cool. God's going to talk to Moses again. I disagree that it's going to get interesting, but I do think he is going to talk to Moses again. Yeah. Okay. And it's short. Okay. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying... Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Sabbaths ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. Ye shall keep the Sabbath therefore, for it is holy unto you. Every one that defileth it shall surely be put to death. For whosoever (laughs) doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Snuck that in there. This was about furniture. Yeah, yeah, he was talking about chairs, and now he's like, "Oh, and don't forget to keep the Sabbath." And you know, if you don't do that, you're dead. How well, often do bang. they? How often do they take 180 turns like that? Pretty often, constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily going from chairs to death, but I would say pretty often it goes from something that makes no sense to something else that makes no sense, <laughs> and that you're like, "Oh, wow, I didn't. I was not expecting them to start talking about this." Such as there are many deals made. By circumcising somebody, which is always a shock. Oh, that's what that's about. That's the yeah. Matter. It's a deal. It's a deal like, with God. It's like spitting in your hand. Yeah, and for God, you chop off a part of your penis. Six days may work be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Wherefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. What's surprising to me about this is that earlier we had gotten to some laws that were like eye for an eye kind of thing. That it's like you once if, if someone hurts you, you can hurt them back, but that's it. Then like it's settled. Oh, right. I'm surprised that God is now going to like, oh, yeah. And if anyone makes the slightest error, they're dead. Right. It's like you guys play fair. Right. But, but for me, I get to. And it's not even a shunning. It's not even like they'll, because he said that before about certain things, like you'll be outcast from the Israelites. But this is the first time where he's like, oh, and if you don't follow the rules exactly and mess up once, you're just dead. And we're also, we're recording this on a Sunday, which in the Catholic phase is the day of Sabbath, right? Yes. Technically, technically I'm committing a, uh, 
a, a, an offense punishable by death. death. Oh yeah, we forgot well, to mention that that you might get killed. I think if you try to interpret this less as work and more as just something you would do on Sunday, you're off the hook. You know? Cool. Does that feel better? Okay. Yeah. Everybody's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, and to finish off this chapter, it is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And he gave unto Moses, when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. Is that the Ten Commandments? Well, that's what we thought they were, but I don't know what's actually written on those stones. But we always assume they were the Ten Commandments, and it might not be. It might not be. Also, he this is the first time he's saying he rested on the seventh day and he was refreshed. He never really mentioned that that was that's like, what that was about. Yeah, it was more like he just took it easy for a day. But now all of a sudden he's saying that like, and then I, you know, I felt great. I got back into it. It was nice and healthy and, you know, taut skin. Like Lipton. Like uh, what was that? Brisk. Ad? That's brisk, brisk baby. baby. Yeah, take a little rest on the seventh day. That's brisk. <laughs> was that Lipton iced tea? <laughs> it was Lipton brisk. Oh, it's called brisk. That makes yeah. sense. Maybe you're thinking of that because of brisk. Does the Bible? Does I have a question that you guys might know. Does the mm. Does the Bible define the roles of rabbis, which you know, in in my, growing up with me as priests, or because I'm starting to almost think like, is the entire idea of being in the clergy? Is that like a whole cottage industry of people who sprung up because they're like, I'll read this shit so you don't have to, mm. right? Because a rabbi's job is basically to know all this shit and then you show up once a week. Same with Catholic priests, right? Is, do you think that, that, is that how they got so much power in their communities is that collectively people were like, I don't want to read about fucking tables and incense anymore, man. <laughs> Just tell me the parts that matter. I can see I it a certain a little point. bit. Yeah, that because, makes a lot of sense. Well, at a certain point, I mean, it does seem like I don't know the history of writing the Bible. But it is like, yes, this is a club of people that can read and write, you know, which was probably, oh, right. you know, most people couldn't do that. Just in general, they were able Just to Just in general, read. they couldn't read and write. So then all, all, you know, automatically they have power. Right. And then by the time the rest of us can read, it's already established that they're the ones with the power. Yeah. And then you have to go to them and be like, hey, so um, what should we be doing with this? And then they're like, well, yeah. chop up chop off the tip of your penis and we'll talk and you're like, wait. that's true that's the first first thing hold on hold on let me see your penis first before i get started here it is shocking how like the amount of the bite like the i would say five percent of what we've read is the stuff where there's like interesting stories that i've heard of before that rabbis will talk about and the vast majority has been stuff that i don't see how you could get an ounce of meaning out of it it's just so peculiar and and long yeah and very specific to that this time also, yeah i'm also wondering too if you guys have done any research like no when the bible <laughs> well i'm wondering like when the bible was being made did it come out book by book or chapter by chapter oh, was it serialized mm -hmm. these are great questions well the rumor is i know one the two things that i've heard rumor. the rumor is that moses is technically he is uh, credited as the author of the first five books it's supposed to be Moses wrote that. I can't see that being true, but that's the rumor. Who's the rumor? People whispering this? Sort of, yeah. If you talk in the, you know, in the community. In the circles. Or at least that's what I think people are taught as like, this is one theory. I mean, it's all theories, right? Because no one really knows any of this stuff for sure. And the other thing is that in Genesis, there's a lot of weird stuff. And that is partially because, like, with the, um, what's it called? Like, the story of the earth forming, whatever yeah. creation myth yeah, yeah, is, yeah. like, borrowed from even older cultures. Right. So that's why there's some weird stuff and possibly, you know, with the snake, like, why there's a talking snake in Genesis, but not, there's no, like, talking animals anywhere else. Have you guys, I just realized, because you're both... Jewish, do you, have you guys ever read the New Testament? No, but we're excited to. You're gonna <laughs> yeah, we're going to get there it. in five years. I think we will, yeah. In fact, some of the decision to do this podcast was like, that'd be fun to read. But then we felt like we had to do it in order, and now, and now here we are. And do you have any, I have no idea how far away, like how percentage-wise, how far through the Old Testament are you? Like, Didn't one, someone, like one of our listeners say like years away? Yeah, but I think it would take, I think it'll take <laughs> us five years to finish the Old Testament at this rate. And we're currently, five according to my- years? Five years, yeah, at this rate. So you're going to be reading the New Testament in 2026? 
I mean, God willing. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> I mean, if one of us gets really busy, you know, we might have to take a break, so we might not even get there. How committed are you to finishing this? Well, that's what we were worried about, you know, with, with it getting as boring as it's been, that we we were worried we weren't going to make it through. Well, let's pick up the pace. Let's move on, gents. Okay, okay. We're, yeah, I know. Also, we have to According to my, um, my Bible app that I read from, we are 67% of the way through Exodus. Oh, yeah. I mean, Exodus, we're going to knock off. That'll, that's fine. The New Testament, you guys are going to be thrilled when you get to it. Well, we'll talk about <sighs> Maybe we'll if with this po- yeah maybe we'll have to make two podcasts so we can read them simultaneously or something. Mm. It's really just mostly about one dude and all the shit he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems really exciting. Seems fun. He seems cool too. We wouldn't know. Yeah, now we got to read about Bezalel. Let's see what Bezalel's <laughs> doing Bezalel. with those chairs. How's that going? How's well, the let's get cracking because we got to get this guy out. I know he has an errand to run. All right, let's and, do it. Who me? So I want to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're kind of throwing it. That almost felt like a little. Shade. Shade. Where's no, it? it wasn't. If I can, if you want to run, pull, is it? If we want to pull back the curtain on errands, I mean, you pushed back the taping for French toast. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I didn't mean it negatively, and I'll own that I also moved the time up a little because I had an errand. <laughs> The saying we live in a world where humans we have errands. Oh, sure. uh, sure. Tensions are running high because of how boring the <laughs> Bible is. Yeah, Who Chris, don't turn it on the... me. This. Yeah, this is. We're just. You don't shoot the messenger. We're just upset because the Bible is bad right now. We're all. It's yeah. putting us all in a weird, contentious mood. And I should also say, Robert, to my knowledge, I don't think you and I have interacted before. No, this is the first time. And now we're coming at each other. You're both upset. Unless I'm, I'm wrong still, about that. I'm have still... we crossed paths? I'm not sure. I'm still yeah. offering the peace pipe, man. I'm into I, it. I'm into it. I'm into <laughs> it. I think I think Exodus chapter 32 is gonna, you know, squash this, and I'm gonna take a nap after this, probably. For some reason, Aaron feels feels subtly aggressive. Right, it's, it's a, like one little thing. I one mean, little it's, it's, well, it's a reading. It it's a reading it of a film that I've been cast in. It's the first reading of it. <laughs> so it's a little. I don't. Know. Right, right. A little. Errand. What do I call it? It's all. I don't. A, ta- a, a, a duty. Task? Oh, an obligation. An obligation. obligation that me, makes yeah. me sound like less of a dick. That's a hard out. Oh, I see. Because I see where you're coming from now. Like an errand is like... Sorry, guys. I want to get to the bank. I don't need yeah. to, but I want to. Yeah, yeah like Sorry, I was going to take care of this in the afternoon. I got to go pick up the cheesecake I ordered. Like, it's not like right. that. It's some high stakes. I have shit, to get man. the cheesecake. Yeah, yeah, some high stakes. work shit. obligation. <laughs> it's the real deal. Everybody shake it out. We're all good. Yeah. Thanks okay, for being yeah. the voice of reason there, Dan. Yeah, no problem. I mean... That was very exciting for me. So I actually, I probably shouldn't have said it. I should, I should have uh, fueled the fire a little bit. Well, hey, it's a long chapter, so <laughs> we, might, we might get back into it. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who fights somebody else. Maybe I could yell at Cooper. Well, let's get to Exodus chapter 32. What just happened in this last one? There was furniture, and Gosh. you're going to die if you don't um, adhere to the Sabbath. Yeah, we didn't do much analysis on it, but I think that was for good reason. It was basically like, hey, I have this new guy, Bezalel. And I'm going to repeat a lot of the stuff I said in the previous chapters to him. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him. That's interesting. That's an, a weird suggestion. It's like we lost Moses, so make us gods. Yeah, I wish in some ways we sped, we got to this chapter faster because this seems much This juicier. was so long ago. But I guess God has been telling Moses all this stuff while they've been on the mountain together. Okay, okay, I'm getting a picture of this. They're down below and it's like, meanwhile, these people are like, this is boring, make us gods. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather just be a god. <laughs> and Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings, which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings, which were in their ears, and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand, and fashioned it with a graving tool, after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. So I know, yes, I know this story of the golden calf, but I didn't realize that the beginnings of it were so insane. It's so many leaps and they're not really like connected to each other. I'm psyched to be here during the golden calf revelation. That's a big one. This is a big yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That's you a missed hit. A lot of You missed a lot of crap to get here. <laughs> that was made out of earrings? It's made out of I earrings no and idea. it's like, it's so many 
like A to C, you know, that like, hey, I want I want to be a god. Okay, here, give me your earrings. I, I have an idea. Maybe the to could help the Bible out, devil's advocate. Maybe they're saying make us gods, like not oh, make oh, me oh, a god. Turn us into, but they're saying like, okay, so like, just make us some gods. Why though? Make us new gods. Make us, us gods which shall go before us. Yeah, got it. We're and, not the gods, but 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 they're saying give us gods because God and Moses are taking too long. Yeah, God is out. God's busy, so make just us a new time God. for this. We'll just, <laughs> I don't have time for just have a, a God around and just make <laughs> it happen, and then it'll be fine. Who cares? Kind of mapping how we've been reacting, and you guys even more so, because this is the only time I've been here. And that you guys are like, pick, can we pick up the pace, please? And then mm-hmm. it seems like all the people in the Bible were like, hey, can, I, can we just go with a different God because it's taking a long time? Yeah, this God takes forever, and it's like, well, he's the, yeah, so we're going to learn, well, he's the real God, so you can't just, sometimes you got to be patient. God's going to give you what you need. But no, I didn't know that they made the calf out of everyone's earrings. That's a really interesting little detail that there's so many. Everyone has so many earrings. Yeah, beautiful that they could golden make earrings. <laughs> so many. E- everyone, men, everyone's women, children. Earrings. Nose rings. Get them. Pinky Bring them rings. Here. You're uh, Prince Alberts. I'll turn him into a calf. What's a Prince Albert? A penis? I think uh... that's like penis and scrotum one. Uh-huh. Yeah. But um, <laughs> your belly chains. Your toe rings. Yeah, Isn't toe rings. Uh, uh, Prince Albert, isn't it that you have a piercing in your penis head and a piercing in your scrotum and then a yeah, chain connecting the two? Yeah. Oh my gosh. But that's good because you get you get two rings and a chain for your golden calf. That's not just one <laughs> earring. You know? You're getting a lot. Aaron's like, great. Anybody else have these? Because I got to melt this down fast. Here you go, calf. Oh my gosh. It's like Aaron making the calf reminds me of like, you know, some people like me can draw like two things. So anytime you draw, you just draw the same thing. I know. I was just thinking there's like an arbitrariness, like why a calf? It's, it's like, like, well, well that's, that's what I know I how could, to make. That's the one thing I know how to melt gold into. Like in summer camp, I I knew how to draw this one frog with a crown on right. its head. Oh, and I was so good cool. at it. And I just put it on every doodle. Sounds like something that would be on like a Stussy shirt. Probably was on a Stussy shirt. <laughs> oh, no, and you stole like, it. <laughs> was like, I could. <laughs> the Stussy shirt came first. <laughs> so, all right. So he made this calf. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. This is great. (laughs) I love this. This this story? (laughs) And Aaron's just like, I kind of know like what you gotta do to be a like, uh oh, we gotta have a feast for him. God. God loves (laughs) that stuff. This is God now. (laughs) (laughs) And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. And And the Lord said unto Moses, Go get thee down, for the people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf, and have worshipped it, and have sacrificed thereunto, and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. This kind of reminds me of bosses I've had who, they're so mean and unlikable, and then they, like, for a brief instance, like, they're just, like, they were so busy that they actually got work done, you know, and they're having a great time, and then, like, the boss, like, is mad that they are, like, being productive and are, ha- like, the last thing we saw is, like, they're playing, they're, seems great down there. Right, this is the first time that they're having fun. I've never seen them play. It's true, like, they've that not word. had fun yet, they've only been running away from their slave masters. And now God is seeing that, and he's like, ah! It's true, and he doesn't really notice them otherwise. It's a little right. bit like a boyfriend who just plays video games and ignores his girlfriend, and then the girlfriend's like, I'm gonna go hang out with this guy I went to college with and then the boyfriend's like wait who's this guy what's going on yeah what the, what's going on yeah it's like why do you care you've been playing video games yeah like you can still yeah. play video I'm only doing it because you're playing video games yeah like I this is because of you not my own thing are we all in it sounds like we're all in agreement that we're kind of on the side of the people worshiping the golden calf I think yeah. so far and Absolutely. maybe that's maybe that we're gonna get surprised and maybe we'll switch sides but I, I think we're on team Team other people. Team we, not we typically God right it now. is a typical pattern in the Bible is that everyone else seems better. But the I think what the Bible's lesson is is like, look, it's not always pretty, but God is right. That's that's what the Bible proposes. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that mm-hmm. that's what's I think. Like as mm-hmm. early on, lots of pharaohs. Pharaohs are not supposed to be likable. They're the nicest people you'll ever nicest meet. Nicest people you've ever met. They're the best really? characters. Yeah, they're, they're the incredibly sweet. <laughs> 
Wait, the pharaohs are nice? Yeah, can you believe it? If you read the Bible, that's one of the, maybe the biggest revelations we've had is pharaohs are very nice. Yeah, I thought the, the pharaohs were like cruel slave masters whipping the, people and driving them. In, it, into well, Disney. the caveat, they do a thing. In yeah. Genesis, the pharaohs couldn't be nicer. Yeah. Extremely nice. In Exodus, they say, okay, now like a thousand years have passed and now pharaohs are evil. You know, they, they had to have a mean pharaoh to get people to make the story work yeah yeah because otherwise you'd be like i don't know he seems fine very yeah. thoughtful listens to everyone's problems really love him mm -hmm. ca and this calf seems awesome it seems like the calf is just people being like we need an excuse to have a party man yeah we're Let's just we're waiting for you it's not a big and god deal. just fully not here we need we need we need a god that's to all pray to that's all we do. And once God comes back down, I'm fine to worship him. But for now, a golden calf is not so bad. It's actually kind of even worse as we sort it out because it's sort of like people, they could have just had, like, it's like, oh, and then we met and had the feast or whatever they said, you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they could have just thrown the barbecue, but they're so into praying <laughs> that they actually <laughs> they, want they God want around. <laughs> like, they're like, God, we're ready to go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they could have just held a barbecue and God wouldn't have been pissed, but they're that into praying. Praying. Yeah. They love like, it. It's like you'd think he'd be like, well, that's nice. They're keeping their praying engines running. They're and... total nerds. It's like very sweet, if anything. That it's like, we want more homework. We want to, like, let's do this. We're ready for this. And this is con this is consistent that God's like sort of absentee and kind of a kind of a dickhead. This is very consistent. This is the Old Testament God. I believe I yeah. believe there is a big difference. And that's one of the changes that they made probably in the New Testament. You but... guys are going to be, I think, psyched to hear this. Uh, from my memories growing up, going through uh, CCD classes, New Testament doesn't really talk about God that much. Oh, really? It's not really yeah. involved. In five years, you guys get to move on, and it's like a yeah. real palate cleanser. It's like there's Jesus mm. and the Holy Spirit, and, and it really focuses more on those two. Oh, it'll be my uh, 40th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've really earned it, you know? like It's kind of like LeBron James is on the Lakers right now, and they're like a really good team. And it's taken him 18 seasons to get like a really it's be good really team satisfying that he's like, oh, he seems to be enjoying himself finally. I think it'll be worth that's it. What, well, that's if, what we'll be like. I don't want to hype it up five years out, though. I don't want you guys having like five years of men when we just oh, yeah, get then, to like, the New Testament. I'll call you and you'll be like, wait, remind me who, is who this? you are? Chris, it's Robert from Bible Brothers. <laughs> Remember five years ago. <laughs> we got in a weird, got like a <laughs> weird contentious moment. Because of God. Yeah, I said you were going on an errand, and I guess that hit a nerve. It hit a nerve, yeah. <laughs> God made me hate you for a moment. But I really, if anything, I just hated the situation I was in. But speaking of his errand or obligation, we, we've got to we get back on it. Crank. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now, therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them, Whoa. and that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. That's cool. Oh, wow. It says, then I will make you, Moses, into a great nation instead of them. Uh, so he's going to, like, uh, kill everyone? I'll kill all of them, and it'll just be you and me, baby. He's never said that, been so angry. I've ne this is a... Uh, I will say, for... Two chapters that we thought were going to be boring, they've weirdly mirrored the very situation that we're in. Like... Now God is more angry than he's ever been. Yeah, just because they're running an errand to, you know, have a little party with a golden calf. Wow. And now his wrath is hot as so wax. Hot. Or as wax hot. Who who would you say is consistently more, um, I guess, just meaner to the tribe? Is it the pharaohs or is it God? God, hmm. 100%. I mean, pharaoh, again, pharaohs were bad with slavery. The slavery stuff was a little rough. But thousands of years before that, they were the Great. bosses that you would dream of having. <laughs> they were letting people in the country left and right. They were listening to everyone's problems and like, absolutely, that sounds like a problem. Let's fix it. They were yeah, so every time, every time they were scared of the pharaoh and like were nervous to say something to him, he was always like, Hey, man, don't kill the messenger. I appreciate you telling me. We'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. With God, it's like they effectively bought like a statue, like a birdbath or something. Yeah, nothing. And the next line is, I'm going to murder all these people and give you what was meant for them. I might wipe them out completely. And God has explicitly <laughs> promised to, uh, in reaction. another chapter that I will never do that again. God has said like many chapters ago, you know what? I've wiped out the earth like three times now. I promise I will not do that again. Yeah. And now look at him. He's ready to do it again. I mean, I guess <laughs> technically he's not wiping out the entire earth because he's saving Moses. Right. What's but Moses? Still. It's just going to be Moses and God? That's awkward. Moses has got to be like, I can't. No, please. He's he's going to like pretend 
that it's for the people, but you know part of it is for Moses that he like, doesn't want to I just, just can't be... like spend all day with this guy. No. <laughs> this last few chapters have been crazy. <laughs> I want to get back down to you guys. Yeah, it's horrible. And Moses besought the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, For mischief did he bring them out, to slay them in the mountains, and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath, and repent of this evil against thy people. On you, Moses. Good on you. It would be so bad to be stuck with God as the only other person for the rest of your life that this is the first time Moses has really stood up to God. Ever. I've never, we've never really seen this. Like, So this is huge. Yeah. This is a big chapter. And he continues. Remember, remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou swearest by thine own self, and saidest unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven. And all of this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. I love that he's using this stuff as arguments. Like, you His already said, against him. you already committed to doing this. Come on, man. Like, it's, you, it's like, what are the Egyptians are going to, what are they going to say about you? As if that's God's biggest worry is his reputation with the Egyptians. And I feel like this is going to reflect a lot of ignorance on my end. Israel is a person yeah, as well as a it's place. Uh, AKA Jacob. Jacob, Got it. somehow his name also his name turned into Israel and the people that we're with right now that he, that God is mad at are the Israelites, but Israel, the country is not, it's not really a, thing. a place. So the Israelites are the people who followed Jacob? They're his people. Yeah, it was God. like like his ancestors. It was Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, then Jacob. Those are like the descendants. Mm-hmm. Abrahamic, Abraham. Uh, but it's like Christianity, Judaism, and Islam are all based on Abraham. Got it. One dude. Dan, you're so smart. No, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> and the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. And Moses turned and went down from the mount, and the two tables of the testimony were in his hand. The tables were written on both their sides, and on the one side and on the other were they written. And the tables were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God, graven upon the tables. It worked. I just can't believe it. I mean, what an interesting chapter. He was like, I didn't, I guess I, I, if you asked me what the story of the golden calf was, I thought it was like, they did this and then they got a real, you know, ass whooping and they were like don't ever do this again this is horrible but i didn't know this whole part where god's like i'm gonna wipe them out and moses said hey don't yeah you had to like you're being crazy talk god off the ledge and it worked it's also funny yes that this the whole thing with the golden calf was just based on impatience like people just like wanting something to do i didn't know that i thought like they were trying to sneak if if i had to guess what this story was i thought that they were like sneaking in golden calves or yeah. something and they were like like, like, let's worship him when no one's looking. But it wasn't that at all. No, it was nice. Yeah. It was interesting. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, It is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome. But the noise of them that sing do I hear. Sort of a weird miscommunication, he's saying. It's, there's a war, a there's a war going war. on, and then Moses said, "It's neither a cry of victory nor a cry of defeat. It is the sound of celebration." Like just Joshua didn't know that. So they're just having a party. Yeah, I think they're just having a good time, and Joshua had no idea what that sounds like. Oh, because it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo, woo. He's like Moses, like something is going horribly wrong. He's like, dude, they're just having a good time, and and a good time to the degree that it can be misperceived as war. This is, yeah. I mean, it kind of feels sort of Jewish that like. Something is a really good like time and it's complaining, yelling, a and lot it's of yelling. Like too scary. It's like, wait, people are just experiencing joy. What's going on? There's got to be like a catch here. But it's like, no, they're just having fun, dude. Take it easy, Josh. <laughs> and it came to pass as soon as he came nigh unto the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing and Moses's anger waxed hot. What? And he what? And he cast the tables out of his hands and break them beneath the mount. And he took the calf which they had made and burnt it in the fire and ground it into powder and strawed it upon the water and made the children of Israel drink of it. What? Drink it up. So he's making them drink hot gold water? (laughs) Why is Moses mad? I thought he was... The voice of reason. Yeah. Maybe it's like he knew it was bad, 
but also wanted to stop God from going ape on him. So he's like, I'll play bad cop. So a he's bit like, here. to God, he's like, hey, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. But to like almost to save them, yeah, as like as bad oh. cop, he's like, get your shit together. Drink, you slurp it up. <laughs> Don't do this again. Was God Rookie? almost like, fine, I won't murder them all, but take this. I'm going to write a bunch of stuff down. You go explain it to them and tell them, cut the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> get your shit together. You want to get out of this desert? So so he's he's um playing the part of like yeah tough guy to scare him straight. That's my guess. I don't know. That's my guess. And Moses said unto Aaron, What did this people unto thee that thou hast brought so great a sin upon them? And Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord wax hot. Thou knowest the people that they are set that they are set on mischief. Just so you know, in my version, it says, don't get upset, sir, which is weird because Aaron is Moses' brother. Yeah, please, <laughs> call sir. Him sir. You yourself know these people and what a wicked bunch they are. Okay, Aaron, you're the one that made the calf here, right? Yeah, you made it. Everyone's acting a little crazy. <laughs> I mean, they have been lost in the desert, so maybe it's just like... They're just losing it? Yeah. For they said unto me, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him. And I said unto them, whosoever hath any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it me. Then I cast it into the fire, and there came out this calf. That's weird. <laughs> it's weird. I just, it just the I don't calf know. Came out. They said, if you have gold, break it off. So I guess they did it. Yeah, and then now there's a calf. I, you, you, you get this. <laughs> so he's kind of dodging responsibility. Like, well, just, yeah, a little bit. I threw the gold in the fire, man. And then, that's and it. Then calf, look, a calf came out. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I threw, yeah, I threw some gold in the fire. Like, what do you want from me? You would have done <laughs> Which, the same thing. to be thing. fair, if you threw a bunch of gold in a fire and then it formed into a calf, you would, you would be inclined to worship the calf. That's a miracle. It, like, yeah. there was... A couple of years there, maybe it's still sort of popular, but like people were doing that water where they would like flip a water bottle and everyone would go crazy if it landed. Oh, so it's like this. If it's yeah. like, if Whoa! you saw a bunch of gold go in a fire and it came out of calf, everyone would be like, oh. And when Moses saw that the people were naked, okay. Wait. Whoa. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, people are losing it. <laughs> and then in parentheses, for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies. Whoa. So this was just a party that was so fun it sounded like war and everybody was naked dancing around? <laughs> Dan, what does it mean that Aaron had made them naked? Wait, what verse number is that? 25. When Moses saw that Aaron had let the people get completely out of control and much and much to the amusement of their enemies. That's weird. The Their enemies are just like watching. Uh, no, there is no enemies there. They're in the middle of the desert. That's a weird. That's a weird uh, translation. They're getting naked, and it's it's getting steamy in here, <laughs> and people are talking. That's what people, that means, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are starting to talk. They're saying, "Hey, the Israelites, they can't keep their shit together." Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, "Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me." And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him, and he said unto them. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. What? This is, this is an incredible scene, by the way. I mean, I mean it's just there's so nuts. much to unpack. Have you met Levi not. and his sons before, or is this the intro on the sons of Levi? I don't remember we, Levi. That name Levi rings a bell. So he, he sets them forth as like a murder squad? A murder. Yeah, he seems to have been like, okay, who's still on my side? You're Guys, a murder squad now. I just saw what the next verse is, and it's, it's a shock to me. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and there fell on the people that day about 3,000 men. <laughs> they wow. just killed 3,000 people. This one guy's sons, the sons just of killed Levi, three thousand people because of a party. That and it says that day, that day, that one day, about three thousand. So it might have been more. It could have been like thirty five hundred. Right. Those are the official reports. How did those three thousand people not overrun the sons of Levi? It doesn't specify how many sons Levi had. But even if he had a dozen sons, right? You'd think after the first dozen people were killed, they're like, all right, we got to stop this. That means yeah, these like these this little crew is killing us. I mean, it also means that the party is so good. Well, these people, imagine these people. 
butt naked. <laughs> Having the time Presumably, of I assume drunk, the way they're describing what they're doing. Yeah. Maybe these Levi's are like fully armored up. This is just the best party scene I could imagine. It's, <laughs> it's like a crazy party. <laughs> it's all at the foot of Mount Sinai. God is there. Moses is there. It's a party. The golden calf is there. People are having maybe an orgy and then 3,000 of them. So that means there was more than 3,000 people at this party. This is an incredible party. Yeah. If your party's so good that they have to send in stormtroopers to break it up, murder you to stop. And also at the very beginning, remember Moses was the one that was like, God, chill out. You don't have yes. to kill everybody all the time. <laughs> That's crazy. Why would you do that? Instantly was like, who's with me? Who's with me? Kill everybody. Kill everybody. Kill everybody. Kill everybody. Why? <laughs> crazy I mean, turn, Moses. If you were to script just an incredibly aggressive entrance, come down with these tablets, look around, chuck them, break the thing. <laughs> like God just wrote these things. Chuck it. Break it. Melt their thing that they built. Make them drink it up. Oh, yeah. He did, he hazed them. <laughs> drink it up. Damn. Then say, okay, team, come with me. Kill these guys. <laughs> Slam. And th- yeah, the hot gold water wasn't enough of a punishment. We're going to murder 3,000, and that should scare them straight. Maybe that got them all loopy. So they oh, were the gold kind of water. Like roofied, and it made it real easy for the Sons of Levi to overrun this place and just kill everybody in what sounds like an absolute massacre. Yeah, I mean, 3,000 is a lot of people. Which I feel bad if, don't you feel like there was probably somebody that was like, like they were at home and their like boyfriend was like, this boyfriend or girlfriend was like, hey, we should go to this party. And they're like, I kind of have a headache. Like, come <laughs> on, how often do we have parties around There's like here? a golden calf I heard about. We got to check this thing out. Yeah, we gotta so it's ominous. He's like, a golden calf? That's What do you mean? He's like, yeah, that's why, we, remember they took our earrings? Like, oh shit. No, right, right, I do remember that. Let me check it out. And then next thing you know, 3,000 people getting their heads chopped off. It's like mood disaster movies where you know something about it. It's like, it's like Titanic or something. And they always make a scene where it's like, wow, we're so lucky that we just snuck on board the mm. Titanic. Like, oh, thank no. God I got this ticket to the Titanic. My life's going to change in America. And yeah. <laughs> this is also like, it's a testament, though, to how great the party was, that people were being killed and other people weren't even noticing that because the party yeah. was so good. Yeah, that that's I think I assume that's how the numbers built up is that people didn't notice all of the slangs because they were too busy partying. Yeah, it's true. They don't specify that the party stopped. <laughs> so you got to be interested it's to know. <laughs> it's this freaking great like club scene. Reminds me of that movie Mother. Remember that one? There's a big like party slash murder stuff. Yeah, at and the it's end. like crowded and yeah, yeah. It's one of those scenes where it's like a crowd and you're like suffocating in the crowd because the party's so good. For Moses had said, Consecrate yourself today to the Lord, even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, Ye have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up unto the Lord. Peradventure I shall make an atonement for your sin. They've committed the sin? They, I guess the calf was a really big deal. He's telling this, he's telling, it's like such Stockholm Syndrome stuff that he's telling like a group of people just covered in blood of like their families that like, you guys messed up. I'm going to go talk to God and see if he'll forgive you. I'm going to have to go back up the mountain, which is the reason take you did this in the first place. It's going to take a really long time again. I'll go talk to him. In the meantime, you guys clean up all this shit. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right back. It shouldn't take too long. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Didn't mention the 3,000 dead people. (laughs) He's sort of keeping that to himself. He's not going to mention that. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. I kind of wish we did have a rabbi in this place, because I'm like, what's going with Moses? Is he playing good cop, bad? Like, who's where do his allegiances lie? I'm really not sure. He seems like... He seems he's... to be playing both sides. And I my still my running theory is that he did a really severe move to prevent an even severer move, well, is That's my a nice guess. way to look at it. But he didn't seem like he had to, because he had already convinced God, but... Again, right, God was like, eh, yeah, 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 that's fine. But you're saying once maybe he saw the golden calf and how bad it had gotten, he knew he had to like, do something to uh, soften the blow a little. Maybe. That's just my guess. Uh, maybe. 
Um, so but anyway, now he's saying, forgive him. You have to forgive him or I'm getting, or write me out of your book. I don't even want to be a part. I don't <laughs> want to have a credit. I don't want to be a character. Which seems like he might be saving his own reputation. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to be in this book. It's, yeah, it's a really like crazy book. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. <laughs> and the Lord said unto Moses, Whoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Therefore now go, lead the people unto the place of which I have spoken unto thee. Behold, mine angel shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. And the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf which Aaron made. The end. So they still, so 3,000 people died and then there was still some vague plague coming Is that what it says in your book? They plagued them? And the Lord sent a great plague upon the people because they had worshipped the calf Aaron had made. And it doesn't specify if Aaron's dead or if he's just living with all this guilt, right? (laughs) Poor Aaron. (laughs) Or if he even feels guilty. He wakes up the next day after that party and he's like, wait, what happened last night? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. that happened last night? Yeah, I remember we had this cool golden calf party and oh my God. (laughs) But it was like Moses that did it. I didn't do, I was just having a good time. I was the bringer of fun. And if, yeah, I'm just kind of scrolling back in the chapter because I'm trying to remind myself, did Aaron start this party? And the answer is emphatically yes. Totally. No one, all they said is make us gods. And he's, make us a god. he was he's the like, one who's like, all right, break off your earrings. You want to party? <laughs> <laughs> I got just the idea. You guys want to party? You want to see some crazy shit? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Like immediately, like rolling on ecstasy and just pure party. Waiting. He was Moses dying. comes down and he's like, I don't know what happened. They were asking for God. Somehow the gold got in the fire. It's really funny that at this point, God thinks like the big punishment is like, you know what? I'm going to leave those people out of the book. But meanwhile, there's just like dead bodies strewn across the desert. And it's like, oh, you, we could have, that could have been their punishment. It's just like, hey, you guys aren't allowed to be in the Bible anymore. But instead, Moses had 3,000 of them killed. Makes you wonder what's all the crazy shit that did get written out of the Bible. Right. Now we know that God's making edits for people he doesn't like. Interesting. Yeah. How many things did God do that was like, no, this is a no-go. I don't want there's, people to know about this. There's like <laughs> definitely an extended edition of all this yeah. stuff, right? There's I would love, yeah. the floor scenes. Like the, non, the non-redacted God's version. Are you guys going to do the Gnostic Bibles as part of this? I don't what know. What is that, that? Yeah. What is that? Oh, you guys don't, you almost definitely have to. There's like, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if it's Old Testament as well, but with the New Testament at the very least, there are books written of the Bible, books of the Bible written that were written, how would you say, contemporaneously? What am I trying to say? Simultaneously or at the same time? At the same time. Like in the same time frame as the other Bibles that the church basically very early on was like, nah, that's not, that's not canon. Basically saying that's not canon. But it's there. Are those like the apostle things or? No, the, the those are in. Okay. So all, but are there any rejected apostles? I don't know how, if they, de- I don't know if there's like phantom apostles in the Gnostic Bibles, but there are Gnostic Bibles. Well, we'll look into that. Yeah, we'll look into it. Then we'll be set. Then that'll probably take me, if we read those, we'll probably be doing this till the day I die. Yeah, I just kind of want to do my part to, to actively, make it longer. Yeah, exactly. Make it longer, make you guys do more. Well, that was, yeah. I would say that was arguably the biggest shift in tone and quality. Yeah, of... Chris, you got to admit that next chapter rocked. Oh, compared to where we started. Yeah, it was, it was exciting. And it is fun to, I think part of it too is that, you know, you read it like a sentence or two at a time, and then this is forcing a, a me to actually slow down and think about what the hell they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Tell me. Although I will tell you guys, I just Googled it and there's um, 52 texts, 52, I think they're 52 They're not just like books. a page each, right? They're like... No, I think those are 52 chunky. Books. Gosh. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's not, yeah. you know, one, one step at a time, one verse at a time. You don't climb Mount Everest in one day. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to make sure you guys are doing this up until the day you die. Well, hopefully we get that Subway sponsorship. Uh, and sponsorship we'll would really go a long way. Yeah. Chris, is there anything that you would like to plug? There's one thing I'm truly excited on about, which Dan is part of why I think you and I have been like, why I reached out to you recently was because I'm doing this whole thing called New Jersey is the world about our new, our native land of New Jersey. and Beautiful. I think it's going to be really funny. So check it out. And where can people uh, consume that? It's a podcast. So you can find it on your podcast app. And then we have a patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world and ton of stuff like a re- to the point where the Patreon representative stepped in and was like, you're not pricing that you should be charging a lot more. And I was mm. like, no, I, d- I have no self-confidence. So I'm, <laughs> I can't believe I anyone will pay for anything. 
Yeah, exactly. But I've been sending you, we have a whole thing where people can leave voicemails about New Jersey. And I think I sent you one. It's been making me laugh. So that sounds great. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of Bible fans are probably also New Jersey fans. So I could get on board, everybody. Well, Chris, it was great to see you. And thank you so much for bringing all kinds of flair to this show. I don't know that. I think I brought a lot of negativity and I got in a fight with, with uh, one of with the, the hosts. I appreciate yeah, you I know, feel, uh, kept I us on our toes. That. No, I, I don't, I don't, for what it's worth, I don't bear any grudge. And I think it actually was, enter- I, I enjoyed it. Well, thanks again for being here. Um, and until then, everybody else, please keep reading those Bibles and uh, giving us all kinds of great ratings and telling people about us. Please. Please. And if you know any major corporations that want to sponsor us, that'd be great. All right. See you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.